Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Story time. I encountered a bipedal wolf-like creature here in western Michigan and it's got me spooked. I was out shoveling snow as it's common here in my state. My encounter happened in a place just south of Rothbury, Michigan. I decided to take a walk in my family's woods, one day. That's when my life changed forever. My family owns 270 acres of land, here in the town or city of Montague, Michigan. I ventured out into those woods, as I've done many times, one hundreds of them. The walk started as any one would. I started to follow the creek south, to check for deer stands, on our property. The walk went as planned, until I got about 300 yards south of the house. I stopped, to have a cigarette. My eyes started to wander, 
as I scoped for deer or coyote. As I gazed back and forth, I noticed this figure and froze. I literally froze. This thing made eye contact with me and then stood up. It was hairy, had very broad shoulders, and amber-colored eyes. It let out a growl unlike any other I've heard. This wolf, as I call it, made two leaps and was gone. The most surprising thing about this encounter was how silent the woods were, up to when I had my encounter. So that you know, your episode 80 is what made me want to talk about this. Hello, I live here in rural West Michigan in the town of Montague. It is located in northern Muskegon County. I have had three different encounters with a wolf-like creature. The first encounter took place on or about February 2, 2016 4.38 am. I was shoveling the driveway as it was snowing heavily and needed it cleared for the propane delivery. There are woods all around, but this encounter took place in the woods to the south. As I was about halfway done with the shoveling when I heard a splash in the creek, I thought it was a deer I had spooked. So I stopped and started to scan the woods and creek, then all of a sudden this huge and I mean huge wolf-like creature leapt into the air and took off with a supersonic burst of speed to the west. It crossed the road and continued west. I heard branches snapping right and left. I stood there absolutely frozen. In total shock and amazement at what I had just seen. The second encounter took place on April 11, 2016 3.15 pm. I was a bit shaken up by the first encounter that this was my first trip back into the woods since. I was walking the property, which consists of about 30 acres of mainly hardwood and creek bottom. I was crossing the creek headed east when I caught something out of the corner of my eye to the south. I was about 30 to 35 yards from what I thought was a black bear. It was tearing profusely at the west bank of the creek. Then it stood up and I froze. It turned around and stood up on its hind legs, this was at least seven half feet tall, I was in the middle of the creek and was absolutely shitting myself. I didn't want to run out of fear it would give chase, and the firearm I had brought didn't stand a chance against this thing. Then all of a sudden it put its nose straight up into the air, and sniffed a couple of times. It looked immediately to the east, looked back at me and with two huge strides took off into the thicket headed east. After it cleared the thicket it jumped into the trees and was leaping from treetop to treetop. And this one had all black fur, that was matted and smelled horrendous. Like rotten guts and sour fruit. The first wolf-like creature I saw was a grayish color with a little white in it. They both had pointed ears and a snout, a number of jagged looking teeth, and tails. The second one had much longer claws than the first one did. The third and final encounter came May 2, 2016 9.20 pm. I was collecting some kindling from the wood line south of the house. I had just about finished when I heard a loud snap. I stopped and listened for any movement. I'm on the wood line, not in the woods, I'm too frightened to step foot in them. Then I heard rustling sounds and another snap, this one sounded like a bone, not a branch. The sounds intensify so I click on my flashlight. I started to scan the distance, as I get about halfway I see glistening eyes yellow in color about 25 yards in front of me. I kept my light on it. It snarled and let out this deep growling sound that literally shook me. 
I started to back up and again this thing stood up and bent over to pick something up. I kept the light on it. It picked up what is was after, turned around and looked at me like I had interrupted something it was doing, and just walked off into the woods to the south and disappeared. The next day I have my cousin walk out with me to where the creature stood. What we found was the hide, and only the hide of a white-tailed deer. I truly believe that the creature I saw was responsible for this. It was skin like something just gee the creature I saw reminds me of a werewolf. In my three encounters the one thing that freaks me out is how eerily silent it got before my encounters. I have since found out that the property has many Indian burial grounds on it. Heavily wooded, with a freshwater creek running through entire property. I used to walk the woods four times a week, and since my encounter I have a very hard time walking the wood line let alone the woods themselves. It was the summer of 2015 and I was in 12th grade. Me and two other friends went on the camping trip in Alberta, Canada. The drive up was normal. We got to the campsite, and oh yeah, one of my friends who we will call Jeff brought his girlfriend who we will call Jane. Some when we pulled up to our camp spot, we unloaded our gear, then had lunch, and then we went on for a hike. Around 3 o'clock, we came back around 5.15, and for about 4 hours, we sat around the campfire telling stupid stories and other stuff like that. But this is when shit gets too real. We started to get the feeling we were being watched, which is weird because there was no one around us for about a whole kilometer. So we thought it just might be a fellow camper. So I yelled out, hey, but no response, so we just ignored it. Later that night, out of the sound of snapping twigs. I looked out of the tent curiously, and what I saw was a creature about 20 meters away from the tent. It was about 8 feet tall with nut brown hair and that's all I could really see in the moonlight. So I woke up my friend, and he went pale. He slowly closed the tent zipper and looked at me and said, it's right outside. I told them that's impossible because it was just 20 meters away. To start out, my name is Doug, and my father and I are what you would call avid hunters, and we know what is in the woods where we hunt. Well, we took a trip to West Virginia to go black bear hunting. I was back at the camper, resting from the early morning bear hunt, and my father went out to go hunting for the afternoon. I knew where he would be in case of an emergency. Well, he gets to his spot and stays there till the sun sets, and then he starts to head back to the side-by-side -side he took out to get to his spot. On his way back, he heard footsteps, and remember, this is in the mountains where only hunters and rare locals know where they're at. The footsteps he heard were nothing human or bare. He stopped for a second and kept walking, and then the most blood-curdling yet powerful yell came from behind him. He thought, so this is how it ends. Well, it will be a hell of a race if he gets to the side-by-side. -side. As soon as he got in, something came running up at him and threw a giant rock at him. My father came back to the camper. I was waiting for him, and that was the first time I ever saw my father scared. He didn't come out of the camper until it was time to leave, and we left with no further incident whenever we returned.
My brother and I had an encounter while driving that I will never forget. Not a week goes by that I do not think about the encounter, what it was, or the significance. I have subsequently searched for local or regional reports of similar experiences or sightings matching our confrontation and came across your website. At the time of the event I lived with my brother, and we liked to go food shopping at night to avoid the crowds. It was a cloudless and brightly moonlit fall night in October 2011 and we liked to drive around with the windows and sunroof open with the heat blasting while breathing in the crisp cool Pennsylvania fall air. We had a vehicle full of groceries while taking a long way home, I had turned off Route 329 in North Whitehall Township, Lehigh County onto Cobbler Road, a road I do not recall ever driving down before. I had heard the sound of wings flapping through the sunroof and above the car and immediately figured it was an owl, egret, or blue heron but instead, I saw something much larger. As it flew parallel to the car I then looked out and up the front windshield and looked it in its dead black eyes. It was a man, with dangling human legs, torso, and arms and a huge bat-style wingspan the width of the roadway. I can only describe the appearance as grey-like and a dead lifeless face with no expression. It didn't look real. The hair on my back and arms were standing on end and I kept thinking to myself that this is something I am not supposed to see and this can't be real. As we continued along the road our interaction with the being was only a few seconds before it veered to the left and ascended the hill. As we continued along Cobbler Road until we came to the intersection of Cobbler and Bellevue and I stopped the car and watched it continue to flap its wings as it continued on its path. I remember repeating to my brother, what is that, what is that? Repeatedly as the wing flapping looked unnatural and almost robotic. My brother said, follow it but I refused as every instinct I had told me to flee and this was something I was not supposed to see. I briskly made a right on Bellevue and headed home. The whole interaction lasted 30 seconds tops. At the time I had a poor quality Blackberry camera and didn't even think to try and take a photo or video. The moment was terrifying, and my flight response overcame any other sense. After researching the area I found that the building we had just passed as our interaction began was an old abandoned slaughterhouse. I do not know if that had any significance nor was I unaware it even existed. I have a few links to that particular facility. I have a master's degree in engineering so naturally I search for a prosaic answer based on logic and reason hence why my brain initially went to a large bird like an owl, egret, or blue heron but it wasn't. We know what we saw and it was a winged man, just a few feet away. I was camping in upstate New York many years ago. I was having trouble sleeping in the tent so I got up and got in the car. After some time passed I had a very strange feeling I was being watched. The hairs on my neck were standing up. I slowly look up and out of the passenger window, maybe 30 feet away I see a tall humanoid figure, unnaturally tall. Long arms, long skinny fingers, pale skin and a stretched out ghoulish looking face. Although it wasn't looking at me directly, I had the distinct feeling that it was aware of my presence and stalking me. I was pretty much frozen in fear, I didn't want to make any sudden movements but I was able to slowly duck into the floorboard and hide until morning. 
Ever since I was a small child, I've always gone hunting with my father. We hunt on some property that my family owns back home in the southern part of South Carolina. We hunt mostly deer from tree stands we have set up in various locations. A front stand, nearest the road, a middle stand, further back through the wooded area, and the back stand which is the last stand with a giant cornfield in front of it. We will hunt every day if we can, when I'm off, sheriff's deputy, or my dad is off, owns a company. Well every day, that is, except for Sunday. My dad has always told me that we don't hunt on Sundays. It was a Christian tradition his family had of some sort. Or so I thought. One weekend I found out I had a Sunday off and I wasn't on call, and I called daddy up to go hunting. He was immovable on his stance to not hunt on Sunday. I remember saying something like oh come on, I know it's a tradition but it's my only weekend day off. That's when he told me the other, terrifying reason he won't. As he tells the story, the first and last time he hunted on a Sunday, he went early morning before first light. We try to get to the stands about an hour or a half before the sun comes up, as to give time for things to settle down. He says that morning, everything was quiet, and the moon lit up the dirt road he walked down to get to the tree stand. He recalls it being an eerily silent, he had to step lightly so he wouldn't make too much noise. Well he gets to the stand when it's still pitch black dark and waits. He will swear by this next part, as first light came, just as he was barely able to make out anything, he saw two does come running out of the corner of the field. They won't run like that unless they are spooked or something is after them. As he fixes his eyes on the corner, he sees what he describes as a black figure, running on two legs, and dropped down to all fours running after the deer. He says that his feet didn't hardly touch the ladder or the ground as he flew out of the stand and ran back to the truck. What he saw, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was huge and black. Now we have no bear in this area and hardly any natural predators, much less something that big. So I have always been weary of hunting on Sundays. That does not mean that I have not had my own encounter with whatever this thing was. One morning I wanted to hunt the back stand. It is known as a hot spot for the biggest bucks to come roaming through. My dad was out of town and my cousin was at home sleeping. I decided to suck it up and walk back to the stand in the pitch black darkness. Didn't hear too much because it was raining for most of my walk. Now when you get to the back stand, you have to go through a thick area of forest to reach the stand without walking through the field. The forest is lined with beer cans, you read that right, in order for us to make our way through there in the dark. While I began walking through the wooded area, following the cans with a red lighted headlamp on. I had gotten a quarter of the way to the stand before I heard it, two large stomps, one right after the other, crunching on the beer cans behind me. So what did I do? I ran. I ran as quickly and as swiftly as I could, and when I reached the stand, I hurled myself up as fast as my legs could take me. I called my cousin and made him stay on the phone with me. I heard those steps around me all morning until the sun rose. Exhausted from fear, my cousin came and got me and took me back to my truck. I've never went without someone else hunting the property with me since. I did not get a good look. I think part of me didn't want to know. But it was heavy, and crunched the beer cans almost flat.
Any ideas what we could be seeing out there? Hi so, I've had a couple encounters that have left me feeling crazy and super off. I live in central New York, which is where each of these happened. So several months ago, I'd say probably around February or March. I was at a park with one of my friends after dark. We had gone there frequently and nothing had ever seemed weird. My friend was standing off to the side of a shed a few hundred feet away from me. I was sitting in my car. I had been zoned out, looking at stuff on my phone, he had been talking on the phone with someone. It wasn't until I heard this strange barking that didn't sound human or animal-like per se. I couldn't figure out which direction it was coming from, the sounds seemed to be coming from every direction. I looked up and saw my friend quickly walking down the hill before coming to a dead stop, mid-step. When I looked around, I saw out of my side mirror, something stand up from all fours from behind my car and sprint off, way too quickly, into the surrounding woods. My friend came running to my car, getting in and locking the doors before saying, did you see that thing? It wasn't human. It looked like it, but it was way too tall and skinny. It had ran up behind your car and then when it was going behind your car it squat down on all fours and then got up and ran off. The second encounter. This happened a few months after, right around the start of spring. I was with three of my friends and one of their dads. We were in the middle of the woods at one of their campgrounds. They had gone off for a walk, probably 20 to 30 minutes ago. I had stayed back to watch the fire. Suddenly, the world had gone almost silent. I almost felt like I wasn't even in our world anymore. It's hard to explain. I heard this woman screaming, no. No. Help. Someone help me. I had just sat there, staring at the direction that I thought the noise was coming from, which was deeper in the woods. At first, I thought maybe it was one of my friends yelling, but none of them sound like that. Something had also been off about this voice. After a few minutes it trailed off and got quieter as the world returned back to normal. My friends had returned after another 15 to 20 minutes from a different direction than I heard the voice. So yeah, if anyone knows what these encounters are or has had similar experiences let me know. Growing up, my house was very haunted. We had a lot of negative energy, and weird, paranormal stuff happened, but the most memorable event was the time I saw what I believed to be a ghost. Coming across this subreddit and delving more into crawlers, I have a feeling I might have seen one rather than a ghost, but I'd like input from other people. I've been searching for years for an explanation for what I saw, and I've never found anything as close as I have here. It's unsettling to see so many people sharing similar experiences, lol. When I was around 10 years old, my friend came to stay with me while her parents were out of town. She was experiencing anxiety from being away from them and ended up crying herself to sleep. While she slept in my room, I watched TV with my mom on the couch, we both recall this in the exact same way. The lights were off in the living room, with the TV providing the only light. We were both facing the TV when something caught our eye. We turned our heads, clearly seeing something run out of my room and across the living room, into the kitchen, and then disappear. 
It was pale and appeared to have a faint glow, but its skin was gray and sickly looking. It was bald except for random strands of wispy hair, and it was hunched over with its arms bent, running across the living room. It was super thin, and you could clearly see its spine and ribcage. Its arms were skinny and bony. The only peculiar thing was it had horse-like legs, like goat, deer, or horse legs. I don't remember if it had hooves or feet, but its legs were definitely bent oddly. It was quick, but we tracked it all the way across the living room and into the kitchen. After realizing what we saw, and realizing we both saw the same thing, the only logical explanation I could think of was that I saw my friend run from my room. Of course, there was literally no way I saw what I thought I saw. I felt no fear, I was actually very confident as I got up and walked into the kitchen, but I quickly got scared when I realized my friend wasn't anywhere in the kitchen. I could see her across the hall sleeping in my bed. I've discussed it with my mom multiple times, and we both recall it almost identically. I've never seen anything like it since then. I saw that they live in subterranean areas. It might be worth mentioning our house was on a sinkhole. I've also seen theories about them using portals, and I've always had a hunch that whatever I saw was moving between dimensions or portals, as it appeared from a hallway with no exterior doors and vanished around the kitchen corner. Last weekend, my five-year-old and I went tent camping in the Uintas northeast of Utah. The weather was overcast weather. By the time we got done paddleboarding, we made our way back to camp. Once we got back to camp, I couldn't shake this feeling of unease. I mostly shrugged it off thinking I am overthinking the safety of my child. One thing to point out, there was a trailer and a truck close to us, but I never saw anyone throughout our experience from there. At around 8 p.m. We started our campfire, we roasted brats and ate snacks. During this time I would think I heard a crack or subtle movement, and thought it was just the embers popping. Once the sun finally set, I noticed it was completely pitch black outside the reach of our campfire, light most likely due to the overcast weather. At this point I decided it's time to pack up our food and take it to the car, but I had this sudden feeling that I was being watched and I decided to turn my headlamp light on. I faced 30 degrees to the right of me. About 40 minus 50 feet from us I see a small bush-like tree I want to explain, this small bush-like tree was not thick or sturdy enough for something big to lean on, or climb on to, and above the tree standing behind it, I see two big circle white eyes with a hint of purple staring straight at me. The animal or creature was far enough from the glow of fire I couldn't see a silhouette of a body but it was close enough that it was odd behavior and it was only seconds from us if it ran towards us. My first thought was it was a bear standing on its hind legs just being curious. It looked to be 8 feet tall or so. As I had my light facing the creature who was abnormally close to our campsite, I grabbed my kiddo and bear spray and told my kid there's a bear behind a tree and assured him we will be fine. This creature just watched us intently, Suddenly a few seconds later my intuition screamed get out now. I then started walking backwards towards my car and told my kid to walk slowly with me. The creature made no movement and tilted its eyes on us as we moved away until my light could no longer reach it. I can't explain this new type of fear I was experiencing, 
It was unnatural. I think prioritizing my boy's safety allowed me to get us to the car in a much more composed manner. Once in the car, we waited 30 minutes to see if it would come into the campsite to look for food. But nothing happened. I thought perhaps it left and we could sleep in the car to be safe. I decided that I am going to try and grab blankets from the tent, put out the fire, and we can pack out first thing in the morning. I thought wrong. The campsite from the car was about 150 feet away. To the right of us were big trees, and to the left of us is tall grass or brush. I get out of the door and turn my headlamp on. My light shines towards the brush and laying low in the brush I see the white eyes again staring up at me. I decided to try and act big and yell out at the creature but it made a move towards me, which in return made me jump back into the car and reverse. I tried to shine my car lights towards it and couldn't see anything. I decided to find help. I drive down and find a friendly fellow dad camper who is happy to help me pack things up to leave. He arrives with a much brighter flashlight in his truck. As I am packing he sees the eyes and mentions there's two of them. He states they're not moose, deer, cougars and if it's a bear it's really odd behavior, and he doesn't know exactly what they are. I face towards where he is shining his light and I see a second pair of white eyes. At this point I am terrified. One of them is standing tall, while the other is lower, this time they are much further back as if they now know there's a new reach limit to the light devices being used. It wasn't until the lower set of eyes decides to stand up and be much taller than the first one looking monstrous. This made my new friend very uneasy and he quotes, this has got me on edge, let's just throw everything in your car and leave. The whole time we are packing out. I would catch these creatures creating a perimeter around us. They just walked around the campground in circles waiting for something it seemed. I tried to think of rational possible theories. But the more I think about it the more I can't shake the feeling this could have been a skinwalker or something else. They were too smart, intuitive, bold, scary, and didn't act like normal wildlife. Any thoughts on these creatures would mean the world to me. Thank you if you read this. I was getting goosebumps retelling the story. It was rural hill country Texas 2005. We had a couple acres of land with the majority of the property, pretty much all but the house, the second house, the shed and the driveway being complete surrounded by trees. I, M5, got in the back of our family can getting ready to go to the store. My dad was walking from the shed getting ready to take me and my brother, M6. We peek out the back window looking back at our dad as we see from the right side forest a large skinny solid white creature with long arms and legs run out bipedal. It ran just past our dad, I was young so bear with me but it couldn't have been more than 50 feet away. We watched it run all the way past him directly to our shed where it jumped on all fours and crawled under. It was propped up on concrete bricks probably about 8 inches maximum. My brother and I return looks to each other and in our young age we started crying. We were basically inaudibly crying in the moment but later on they claimed they didn't believe us. Almost 20 years later and my brother and I can still describe in full detail to each other how it was relative to the house and shed and other things. My mother tells me she believes me now. She said creepy stuff happened all the time there. 
That moment gave me a fear of the outside for a long time. However, if I could, I would like to see it again. I just have to know what it is. Saw some skin crawler stuff and then saw this sub and I'm kinda torn between what it is. I was camping near the town of Rogue River in Oregon one night by myself pretty deep in the woods after my friend's quote taking his own life unquote. We'd go camping together quite often and I felt the need to get out of town and get my thoughts straight. I always slept on the ground in an army bivy with MSS and an inflatable pad. I always carried while camping as we'd shoot our rifles and get drunk. Well that night I got my fire stoked and started downing the tequila until I passed out. I woke up with my phone dead and the fire just being embers. I was freezing as I didn't seal my bivy all the way and had my head and upper torso exposed. I called it a good a time as any to puke and piss. I got out of my bivy and walked over to a tree near my camp and undid my trousers. It was very quiet. At night it's usually quiet but it was a different kind of quiet. If made me feel very uneasy. I finished up and made my way back to camp still needing to puke and feeling sobered up but still messed up. A sense of unease still provoked within me. I grabbed my AK and slung it to make me feel safer as I tried to find some sticks to stoke the fire back to life. My biggest mistake was losing my flashlight deep in my rucksack. I exhausted all the sticks near my camp and got the fire going a little. I started to walk towards the stream that faced south of my camp that had a steep hill that went to a dead part of the forest which always gave me the spooks. I could have sworn I saw someone staring at me from the top of the hill line. I yelled out to it and it did not move. I freaked out and threatened to shoot it. It still didn't move. So I shot at it, a couple of round. No ear pro and so my ears rang like a mother f. I had a slant break so between the flashes and being deaf I lost sight of whatever was staring at me. It scared the hell out of me and I do not go camping there by myself anymore. I try not to go hiking there anymore either, at least in the dead forest. It's weird, my side of the forest which is north of the creek has very good vibes during the day, the south is bad vibes all around. I still have distinct memories of Grandpa Bert's brother from when I was a young child. I was probably five or six the last time I actually saw him. The large-bellied old man gave me a high five before saying goodbye. My grandpa wasn't close to his brother and my dad tells me that they got into a fight many years ago resulting in a cold relationship. This is only matters because I found my grandpa's brother's antique bag among his possessions when he passed away. I came across the bag when I was helping clean out my grandfather's old place after he died. My grandmother whom was absolutely destroyed by the loss, let me go through his belongings to find sentimentally valuable items. I enjoyed this work and found myself fascinated with the old objects he had collected over the years. It wasn't until I nearly cleaned out the place entirely that I found the old black doctor's bag tucked beneath some boxes. The leather holding the bag together was worn and tearing, which gave the bag a very old feel. The outside had the letters LPM embroidered, which were the initials of Bert's brother. I found it puzzling as to why my grandfather would have this because of his relationship with his brother who had also passed a couple years before Bert. 
I didn't open the bag until I got home and was happy I waited, because I knew my grandmother couldn't handle its contents. Inside were hundreds of old papers, ranging from bank notes and loans to receipts for purchases in the early 1900s. Among the many fragile papers was a thick stack bound together by a piece of twine. These papers were on a much higher quality parchment and looked distinctly different from the rest of the piles of paper. Upon my careful unwrapping of the twine I soon discovered they were legal documents for the foundation of a county. To sum up a bulk of the papers, many simply were documents confirming the application for a new county in California. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I cannot share which county because it is still around today but I can say that it is quite small and would be considered relatively unknown. I soon found myself itching to get home from work each day to do more research on the county and scour through the many fascinating documents. Two days I later found three large court documents that caught me completely off guard. The case involved my distant relative of the same last name, the founder of the county, against the state of California. The charges were for manslaughter, negligence, and endangerment. However it wasn't the charges that were most interesting, no. What really caught my attention was the newspaper article attached to the two court documents. The article read something like this, update, critical condition and another missing. The local county man injured in yesterday's violent incident is still in critical condition after his discovery off 2nd. Street. Sheriff Lawrence is declaring a state of emergency for the entire county. This due to the disappearance of Robert Warren who authorities say went missing after leaving his home late Monday night. Farmers are urged to finish workdays before sundown to prevent further incidences. Still no word on who may be behind these terrible events, leaving the county residents in fear over a potential serial killer. The mayor and founder of the county is now being pressed for a lack of action and preparation. I read on and discovered that two other farmers, Jack Bonfield and Shep Lucas had been attacked on their farms before those previously mentioned. 
Mr. Bonfield's body was discovered just outside his property line only a couple days after his disappearance. While Mr. Lucas was said to still be missing from his farm. The writer of the article stressed the vigilance of farmers because they were the ones being attacked on their land. This puzzled me because farmers are usually the most capable of defending themselves, why would someone target them? There was nothing else in the pile containing the information about the county and I actually grew upset that I wasn't going to figure out what happened. Internet searches proved to be useless and I simply had to know what actually happened all those years ago. After nearly tearing the bag apart, I finally found what I was looking for tucked beneath the soft fabric on the bottom. It was just one single paper, but it was at least something. Written on the paper was a letter that was dated three days before the article and began with the words Dear Mr. Mayor. The writer went on in hardly legible writing I've been a farmer here since before we were a county, nearly ten years. And ain't never seen what I saw too nigh ago. Mr. This thing was huge, nearly got off with two of my steers. Thing was so damn big it dragged em by their hooves nearly 50 yards. I ain't never been one to tell lies or cry wolf. All I'm saying is that you gotta get someone out here, I've talked to the sheriff and he isn't worth a damn. You gotta believe me. Please just do some investigating because I ain't about to lose my farm over something like this. I know you're a good man and will do the right thing. Thank you kindly, Jack Bonfield. My heart caught in my throat when I read the name. It had to be the same Jack Bonfield that was mentioned in the paper. I guess there's only one thing I really know for sure, something strange happened in that county, something that needed to be hidden. I personally think Jack did see something. I also think it was the same thing that attacked the other farmers. What really happened though, we will probably never find out. I'm crap at explaining things but I'll give it my best shot. I'm from the UK. Me and my girlfriend and dog stayed in a cabin on someone's field in North Devon. The farmer's house was about one minute walk away, but apart from that it was just fields and country lanes which look like they don't get used very often. The cabin is in a field, with a fenced off part for the dog to roam around in freely around 100 yards of space, similar to a football pitch then in front of overgrown field with a lake next to it. I've always been scared of looking out of windows at night, always shut my window and draw the curtains etc. It was around 2 am when I heard movement outside, quite heavy sounding. I know there's badgers or deer in the countryside so didn't really take any notice until I heard it brush against the cabin, maybe a deer was sniffing or scratching against the cabin? Then I heard a quiet grunt but sounded very deep sounding followed by a breathing sound which was quite fast, did not sound like a deer etc as I can't imagine their breathing to be deep and quite fast. I led there still trying to make out what could be a couple yards away from me on the other side of the wooden wall, I hear walk off around the back of the cabin then come back right outside my window, and I mean literally right outside but I couldn't see anything through the curtain as it was really thick. Then the worst sound I could ever imagine happened, tapping on my window, this did not sound like anything I've heard, it sounded like whatever was tapping the window was really hard, like what tapping a knife on glass would sound like, I literally froze and put the blanket in my mouth to make my breathing quiet, 
It tapped again and then nothing for a few seconds before I heard the kitchen window get tapped, then the bathroom window, I knew this wasn't a dream because I near enough had a panic attack and was sweating. It stopped after the bathroom window and I heard a running away followed by a shrieking sound in the distance getting further and further away. After that I just led there still not wanting to move or make a sound, it was like it just come over to have a nose and see what was what. Any ideas what this could have been? Two nights ago, I was driving home around 3 am and did a rolling stop through an intersection in a suburban area. I looked to the right as I was crossing the intersection and saw a humanoid creature sitting cross-legged in the middle of the street to the right. It was hunched over with its back towards me. The creature was naked, bald, and completely hairless. I couldn't completely judge its height because of its position, but it appeared to be around 6 feet tall, quite thin, and extremely, extremely pale, nearly completely white skin, not what I would consider a normal human skin tone. I couldn't reverse to have a second look because there was a car a few paces behind me, but the driver behind me turned right and just kept going, as if nothing was there. After a slight hesitation, I pulled over and got out of my car to check the scene, but the creature was nowhere to be seen. Does anyone have any ideas about what I might have spotted? I'm very sure that whatever it was wasn't a human, or at least not one that looks like any I've seen before. Okay first off I'm not sure this is a crawler, however that is the closest thing to it that I can find. It seems to share many similarities with them but I don't know. I'm interested in thoughts of what it may be. Note. This all happened a long time ago and the dates and my age are the best of my recollection. I moved to a rural area of the North Georgia or Alabama mountains. Sand Mountain was the name of the place. It was connected to Dade County, Georgia but right over the state line in Higdon, Alabama I was around 8 years old. When I first got there it was a total culture shock having moved from a large urban area in the southwest. I vividly remember driving through a virtual the sea of green right outside of Atlanta, the novelty of the trees soon wore off and I dove back into a book to stave off the boredom of a long drive to my new home. At some point I started to feel really uneasy so I told my mom. She wrote it off as a symptom if the major life change or something to that effect. I did my best to just accept it as nothing more than that, but the anxiety and sense of oppression got a lot worse. It seemed that that heavy feeling directly correlated to the proximity to my new home. That was a feeling that I would live with for more than a decade. I would soon find out that it was nothing in relation to what I would soon experience. I can't say how long it was until it started but it had to be a few months after we moved into a little trailer at the end of a long driveway in the clearing of the woods. Our closest neighbor was well over a mile away. My room was on the opposite end of the trailer as my mother and her husband's room. I had a huge bay window which will be important in a minute. So it all started key to odd one night I couldn't sleep despite being tired from exploring the acres of woods that I now resided in. So I'm lying there cartoon network in the dark trying to fall asleep. Very suddenly I'm deep in the woods in the southeast of the property. It was a place that I had been before but not really much all thing I did recognize it. 
It was the strangest feeling like being a passenger in another's mind seeing through their eyes but having no control just along for the ride. It was disorienting to say the least it exponentially worsened when whatever it was started to move. It was an unnatural speed, predatory and precise, kind of reminiscent of the way an animal would stalk its prey darting from cover to cover tree to tree. It was a blur until it stopped again just giving me the time I needed to regain my bearings as much as I was able. This only lasted for a few seconds and I sapped back to my own body again laying in bed. It was such a strange feeling and I didn't want to even think about it I didn't want it to be real. The next night it happened again, and the next and the next. After a few days I realized that each time it was for a bit longer and it definitely seemed to allow me to see through it for longer each night. I can't say how long this lasted but it was long enough to be a commonplace event every night. One night I was coming up to the clearing that the trailer was in. As I realized this though my consciousness was in this thing's mind to some degree an all-consuming sense of dread started to rise up in me. Worsening with every brief pace behind cover. No thinking back this thing didn't seem to operate in any sense of time and space that we are accustomed to because it would pick up every night in the place that I left its mind or whatever but I don't think it was oost frozen there till the next day. I think it was playing some sort of game or something kind of like when an orca plays with a seal or a cat with a mouse. As my terror reached a crescendo I was suddenly ejected back to myself. I don't know if I did it or it had killed whatever link it had made or what but it was different this time. I sat straight up and turned toward the window, I just knew that it was there that it was a few feet outside of the tree line. As much as I didn't want to I still gathered myself up and looked out that bay window at the tree line. It was there leaning from behind a large tree right at the edge of the woods. It was tall very tall and its skin was taut like it was stretched over its bones but I don't really remember any detail of its skeletal anatomy. All its features were grotesquely elongated like they were stretched out purposely. It had long clawed fingers that curled around into the common sign that you would use to beckon someone closer to you. Its face was large and humanoid but with that same stretched out look. It had a smile that was impossibly wide and large long sharp teeth skinny and needle-like. Its eyes were really big even with that for its size. It just stood there staring at me through my window, cocked its head and motioned for me to come to it. I call it the gray man although it had no discernible gender. It was an animal terror unlike anything I have ever felt but I found myself having to actively fight an almost uncontrollable impulse to go out to it. It was like it could almost compelling me to go with it to the forest. After what seemed like forever I was able to pull myself away from the window and crawl back into bed. All I could do the rest of that night was wait for it to get tired of waiting and decide to come to me. It never did and when the sun finally came out I couldn't feel it anymore. This was the new normal for me. Almost every night it would come back and wait and watch. The compulsion lessened eventually though which was the only real silver lining. I stopped sleeping a lot and would spend the nights in the living room as much as I could which wasn't often. After quite some time of living with this thing appearing all the time in different places it got closer at night. I don't have a total memory of this night exactly or I guess I should say that I don't have a complete memory. I think I gave it away and something else. After being plagued by this thing for quite a while it was really getting to me. 
I wasn't sleeping which affected lots of other areas of my life. This in connection with the tumultuous environment was quickly pushing me to a breaking point. One night I awoke to this thing, something different perched on the bottom railing of my bed. The only way I can describe it was kind of like the fawn from Pan's Labyrinth. It looked much different than that character but it's as close to an analog as I can come up with. It told me that it would get rid of the gray man but for a price. The fawn had a different energy to it than the gray man did but I don't think it was something that was of good intent a mild almost predatory opportunism at best. I was however desperate and exhausted so whatever it wanted from me whatever price it required I paid it. It did indeed keep up its end of the bargain until I ended up accidentally opening up the door for this thing to re-enter. Some years later. My life did return to a kind of normal well in some ways. Something that happened like five years ago but I still think about all the time. It was my first apartment which was very sparsely furnished. I was just starting out and had hardly any possessions. My bathroom was very clean and was only a toilet, a standing sink, and a shower or tub with no decorations or any extra stuff. One day in the shower I dropped my bar of soap, bent down to pick it up, and it was not there. I felt around the tub with me feet for it then finally turned off the water and got down on my hands and knees searching for it. After a long time, I finally gave up and figured it must be outside of the shower. It wasn't. I even had my boyfriend see if he could find it the next time he came over. He agreed it was definitely not in that bathroom. This sounds super unsensational and mundane but think about how weird that is. We both agreed it was creepy but accepted that it just disappeared somehow. I thought about it often and told the story to co-workers and friends who just shrugged. Anyway, about six months later, when I had started to forget about it, the bar of soap was in the shower, in its little spot that I always kept it. By that time I had stopped using bars and was using body wash instead so the sight of this thing scared the shit out of me. Honestly what's going on with this? So for years I have only told this story to a couple of my close family members, purely due to the out of this world experience and encounter that has happened to me in my younger years. So years ago a friend of mine and me went out to a forest in England right next to a WE base or atomic weapons establishment base. There is a local park with lakes and some trees around the area, very peaceful and scenic during the time. So we decided to go there to get of our trolley and before you guys start saying, you was just high or off your head hence why you saw what you saw, in my previous life before I have changed my ways, this is what I used to do on daily basis and the tolerance was sky high and I have never experienced anything that was even close to this encounter. So the night began with staying in a car playing loud music, later following up with going out into the forest in the night to look for an adventure as such. The moon at the time was the biggest blood moon I have ever seen in the UK. It must have been times 10 bigger and brighter than I have ever seen in my life. The color of the moon was a dark orange tint. I will try and see if my friend still has a picture of this moon on his phone. So after my friend started to take pictures of the moon and I take the entire experience, I started to hear ducks down in the lake being disturbed by something, possibly a predator hunting them, or something else 
following up with water disturbance sounds being extremely loud. Now being in the UK there are no freshwater predators that would possibly hunt the ducks during the night apart from foxes, who in all honestly don't like a swim. So following up on this weird sounds and disturbances I decided to go and investigate the sounds, my friends had passed on the offer to go and investigate as the sounds their way to strange for him, I decided to go in alone into the woods and following an animal trail to the lake, while going into the woods I must have took around 20 steps and started seeing strange lights far away, it reminded me of extremely dim lights of night vision, you can barely see them but they seemed out of place and slight blue light, seeming quiet far away but yet very close, so my initial thought was that this forest is guarded by soldiers and we are being tracked. Following up from this I tried to get closer to the lights to confirm my theory about soldiers stalking us, as this is highly guarded facility nearby, the closer I got the further the lights got away without any sound being made, while the ducks at the lake were still going wild and I now can hear the sound of the water disturbance even louder. At this point I started to alarm myself as what I have heard cannot be natural and I started to doubt my intention of exploring the area and at this time I saw something move the branches in front of me while getting closer, I tried to focus on what was moving the branches but could not locate the source of movement. It being a person an animal or something else, but it started to get closer and closer, when it was around 10m away from me, I have started to begin to see a shape appear from the branches. It was a humanoid figure which was completely see-through and the body was resembling a night sky of such, so a see-through body with some distant star-like lights all around its body. This has completely threw me off balance at what I was seeing, when there was around 5 meters left between us this being has moving his arm towards me. As it was to be a gesture for a handshake, at that point in time I have completely freaked out and run for my life. Back to the tree opening where my friend was stood photographing the blood moon. After making it to him I have described everything that I have encountered and asked him to come with me back in there to verify what I have saw. I saw some fear in my friend's eyes at this time with a full denial response about going into the place. We have stayed in the forest exploring it away from the place where we have heard all of this noises for many more hours, with a feeling that we are constantly being followed and watched. To this day I have never returned to the area with a great passion to actually find out what the hell has happened to me that time. Back in July of this year I ordered 8 towels from Amazon and I remember receiving the box and I have a vivid memory of rolling each towel up and putting them away. And I also remember this was a few days before we went on vacation because I remember being excited that our house or dog sitter would have fresh towels. I return a week later from vacation and can't find the towels anywhere. I thought maybe our sitter took them for some odd reason but never asked thinking it would come off rude and or weird. I looked everywhere and no towels. How do you misplace 8 towels? So as time went on I forgot about it. But then 4 months later I get a notification from Amazon saying I'm getting a refund and it's for the towels. I clicked on it thinking this is crazy and low and behold I got a refund for 8 towels because the box was returned to them and for some reason the box was unable to be delivered. I don't know what happened, glitch in the matrix but I am 100% sure I got those towels and then they disappeared. P.S. 
I always check my Amazon order page and there was never any issues about the towels not being delivered. Okay so one night my husband came into our bedroom where I was already sleeping. When he opened the door, our room was dark, but he was able to see an even darker mist floating either right next to me or over me. He said it rushed by him, out the door and dissipated. That's happened three times now. We have a lot of paranormal activity wherever we live. It doesn't really matter where. Nothing right now feels negative in any way, mostly just bored I think. Anyway, has anyone had any experience with a black mist hovering around them while they sleep or could just know what it is? I would like to add that I've been calling my spirit guides, I'd have been when this was happening so it could be that. I don't have a clue and would greatly appreciate any insight. Thanks in advance. When I was young my father used to like throwing parties almost every weekend and not just get together, I'm talking hiring a band and inviting friends and family and have them invite friends and family. So I would often see new faces come and go but there was this one particular time when I was 11 and a girl around 8 years old and her older sister who was also around 11 came in our house. I was an introverted kid and still am so while everyone was outside socializing I was inside watching Spongebob like a true scholar would. Well for some reason these sisters also didn't want to be outside and came inside and that's when I saw that the little sister didn't have any arms from the elbow down. So the little sister sat on one of the kitchen seats, our kitchen and living room are connected so it's like one giant room, and the older sister was humoring our chihuahua we had at the time, and will me being the little introvert that I was their presence killed my vibe. I got up to go to the kitchen and get a snack so I can head to my room. I get my snack and I make my way to my room and before I pass the little sister on the kitchen seat I see her move her stump towards the plate placemat we had at the time and she motion her stump upwards and placemat goes right into the air and she looks under the placemat. I stop dead in my tracks and just stare at her with awe and confusion cause my 11 year old brain cannot comprehend what the hell is happening before my eyes. Doing this caught the attention of her older sister cause she stopped playing with my dog, looked at her sister and rushed towards her telling her to put it down and that she knows she shouldn't be doing this around people. She then looks at me and we just make eye contact for a solid 3 seconds. And that's when my cousin opens the front door and tells me the him my other cousin and my brother are going across the street to this knick-knack store to buy something and wanted to see if I wanted to tag along which I did not hesitate in accepting. I told everyone what I had just saw but no one believed me, when we returned more people had gotten inside and they were now surrounded by other girls but I kept an eye on that sister the whole party to see if she would do it again but nothing ever happened after that. So I wanted to ask if someone else has had a similar experience to this? So my mom is the property manager of a local trailer park. The maintenance man, and his assistant, were doing a scope of the park at around 1.30 am, when they saw a strange thing on the roof of the trailer. Originally they thought it was a mountain lion, until it stood on two legs. The creature was paper white, his arms hung below his knees, and it was able to jump from trailer top to trailer top. 
but the weirdest thing it was doing was calling the name of the tenants inside of the trailers. They continued following it until it jumped over a tall fence and was off in the night. My mom would have thought they were just messing with her if it wasn't for the fact that four tenants called my mom the next morning to report something jumping on their roof. I've considered it being the rake, or a flesh pedestrian, but there are problems with it being either one of those. Please help. We was outside. I live backed up to a forest. Dark enough to need ST lights and the forest or field are at the end of the ST where there's no light. My daughter made a loud shrill noise. Something made a weird noise back. The kids wouldn't be quite so I could hear it but I swear it sounded behind my house. Kids minutes later decided to go play tag in field or edge of forest while we sat at edge of yard. Can still hear them but not see. Not even five minutes later they come running crying saying they saw taller than the trail sign 7 feet 8 feet. All white including its head skinny but its legs weren't as long as its torso. No hair. On two legs. Glowing eyes never left the edge of the forest. They said they saw the eyes first and by the time I got the flashlight and got back over there they swore it walked into forest other side. My daughter swears it was just watching them when they locked eyes. Northwest Kentucky. This goes hand in hand with my sis stating she saw similar. 3 a.m. April 2023. Let dogs out. Heard crunching of forest material and dog went off turned on cell phone flashlight and seen a white tall ghouly looking creature in the tree. Black eyes tall. Can you tell me if this is it? What are we seeing? It never wants to interact just watch and runs if we typically shine lights. What does it sound like if it's a crawler? Please help. I was walking with the dog in the woods of Connecticut and we were standing basically still as she was sniffing around. About 50 feet from the trail I hear a lot of ruckus. Like a lot. My first thought what a mountain biker but I don't believe their trails run along where I was. Then high schoolers hanging out or something but this was during school hours. I kept looking in that direction like an animal on alert. I saw something white, I saw no other color, nothing of definition but it was solid. I'd say a little bigger than me, I'm 5 foot 6 to 100 pounds, and it moved quickly from behind one tree to another closer by me. I was in army green so my thought was it was a lot easier for me to see it than it to see me. But that kind of movement is deliberate in my mind. Then I heard the noise maybe 75 feet to the right. After that the noise stopped completely and I was thoroughly scared. Like stopped. I was mostly scared because it seemed so unnatural and if it was human or animal I'd think my German shepherds would have noticed it way before we heard it. I've heard of people doing witchcraft in the woods and next town over. I've always seen a lot or cairns there and today a gnome statue sitting on this big tree root overlooking the water. I'm sure it was nothing but my brain definitely picked up on it. What could it have been? So about three week ago I went out with my cousin and my dad and dog to set up a trail cam outside the cave entrance on our property. We drove 30 minutes to the property from the city and picked up my cousin along the way. 
We made it to the property and drove through the field on the property towards the tree line where there is old fence that leads to a mostly dried up creek we use as a path through the woods. There were no cows in the field. They aren't usually this time of year. I haven't been to these woods in a while so I was surprised to see a family of deer by the tree line in the field. As I have said in my other posts the woods don't usually have very much wildlife but I guess that has changed. Once we made it to the old gate by the tree line we got out of the car and started walking down the dried creek. We eventually got to a small waterfall pond we use as a major landmark. I should note that we found no bones this trip. This is the first time I have ever not found bones. I have no idea where they could have went we checked all the spots we usually find them but nothing. We started to walk up the side of the hill face towards where we believe the cave was. We kind of got a bit lost trying to find the cave until our dog ran through a small tree line and when we followed her we found her sitting in front of the cave's entrance. Me and my cousin put on our headlamps and got our flashlights and entered the cave. We took the dog with us but our my dad stayed at the entrance of the cave. At the mouth of the cave was lots of scat of varying sizes. Mold was growing on a lot of the scat and it was kind of hard to breathe we will definitely bring mask next time. We made our way through the cave finding more moldy scat. The air was completely still. When I shines my flashlight ahead of me I could see the particles floating in the air were completely stationary. It was pretty cool to look at. We found a lot of cave crickets and one bat that we tried not to disturb. Deeper in the cave we knew was a chamber that we were going to stop at. We continued through the cave till we found something weird which is the main reason I'm making this post. Skin. On the floor of the cave was a tattered warped piece of raw hide or some sort of leather. If I laid it out flat it would have been 1.5 by 1 foot surface area. I have no clue what it was from or how it got in the cave. I'm assuming a coyote had carried it in and was chewing on it because it looked pretty beat up but it really rubbed me the wrong way. My cousin took a picture and we kept going. We made it to the chamber and it was filled with large scat. It wasn't too big to have possibly been a really backed up coyote but it was definitely big. The cave went deeper but to go deeper we would have had to crouch down and get wet and we didn't feel like doing that. Deeper in the cave we could see some pieces of torn clothing. My dog tried to go deeper in the cave but we didn't know what was back there and we didn't want her to go without us so we called her back and exited the cave. Me and my cousin set up the trail can on a tree at the mouth of the cave and we began to head back to the car. I will have to go back soon to retrieve the trail cam and its contents. I have moved the past the idea that there is a crawler in the woods or at least if there ever was one it's not active at the moment. Mostly because we didn't find any bones tied trip and it seems wildlife has returned to the woods. My brother did just recently tell me a story that my dad backed up. He says that he once found a dead cow with its eyes missing in the woods once. I'm going to go back for the cam but I really want input on the skin. How did it get there? What was it from? Do animals keep skin? Is it possible for something to decompose and leave just its skin behind? So, I was driving down a two-lane freeway with my partner around 11 p.m. There was a field to my right that I was very dark and further down the road, the field connected with a river. 
There was a bridge to cross the river and down in the roadside ditch there were two sets of round reflective yellow eyes but in pitch black. I thought I was looking at deer until it clicked with the forward facing eyes and the reflective yellow. I think I seen crawlers. Also, this takes place in southeast Ohio.